everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is January 24th, 2024. Jeff, I want to mention our good friend Brian Curry, because Brian Curry is the best we know when it comes to real estate. More than 30 years in the business. I ran into a person today who said, guess what? I'm getting my real estate license, oh, and I'm going to make a living before. doing this. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking exactly what I know you're thinking, is there's no way I'm going to sit there and trust my value of my home. Correct. That is the most important thing that I own to somebody who's new. No way. You're going to go with someone who's experienced. Get lost. <laughs> Scram. How often do you say get lost or scram? Have you ever I said scram to somebody? Just here. What are you watching? Little Rascals? <laughs> scram. Scram. <laughs> lose it. Take my number and then lose it. <laughs> Write this down, then I want you to lose it. Yeah. Brian Kerr is your guy, though. When it comes to your home and, of course, what's most valuable to you, you want to make sure it's in good hands. Also, if you're looking to sell it, you want to make sure that someone knows what they're doing, make sure all the paperwork's filled out correctly, and they can sit there and tell you what maybe the, some of the downfalls are going to be. Brian's your guy also for the perfect neighborhood. Make sure you give him a call at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Well, Dave, I don't know how many people the last couple of days have probably reassessed where they currently live or reassessed where they thought they wanted to live because no if you've seen clips of IB... And man, I love Imperial Beach, but I don't know if I want to move down there if it's going to take me four hours to get to work. No kidding. And and not that Brian Curry can predict the weather, but he can tell you the low-lying areas. So if you ask the questions and you're like, hey, Brian, if heavy rains come through, am yeah. I in trouble here? Is living at the bottom of a hill bad during yeah. an El Nino? And uh, the pond that I have here in the Tijuana River Valley Hey, I live next to Fashion Valley. Am I going to be able to get to the mall in my Tesla? Ah, uh, man, so many people saw it. Look, wherever you want to live, I keep saying it. I'm going to move downtown, be on the 30th floor. Yeah. Put those purple Christmas lights up so everybody can drive by. There's Jeff's house. Who cares? Um, but yeah. Yeah. Go where you want to go. And Dave's right. You don't want to do it with somebody who's just learning the business. You want to go with somebody who's been doing it for t more than 25 years at the highest level. And, of course, that is Brian Curry, 619-251-1588. There you go. All right, so there are big week games uh, ahead of us. We'll find out who's going to be in the Super Bowl by the time you and I come back and do a show. Yep. But let's talk about what just happened with the Raiders and what happened uh, with the Chargers. So the Raiders today, well, the Raiders hired Tom Telesco. Yeah. And I could not be more disappointed. Okay, I'm glad you said that. I, I had a long conversation with Ed Graney yesterday, who's in Vegas for the Review Journal, and was trying to get background on Telesco. And I said, he's incredibly good with the media. He's not Lincoln Riley in the sense that if you talk to Tom about things, he's a straight shooter. He's a very good guy. Uh, I told Ed, the funniest thing is, Jeez, I think Tom had been out of a job for about a week when Kintera announced he'd been blown out. And Tom texted the coach and said, hey, we're in this together. I mean, that's pretty cool. But Until today. Yeah. Now we aren't. Now we're not. I watched a clip this morning of Tom going into the Raiders facility. I did too. And he looks so happy. He looks so excited. And then I watched him in the press conference, and I just got more and more miserable Did by the minute. Okay. And Antonio Pierce said something, Dave, if you were watching that press conference today, and it was so 100% spot on. By the way, 
Tom read from notes, which is fine. If you get the opportunity, whether you're a Charger fan, a Raider fan, it doesn't matter. If you get the opportunity, take five minutes tonight and go watch Antonio Pierce introductory comments as the official head coach of the Raiders. Not one note. Yeah. He was so perfect in everything he said. He didn't hum and haw. Boy, man, I like Ben Higgins. Jesus Christ, that show's unlistenable because every other word is Ben saying, you know. I don't know what happened to him, but he can't speak. I never noticed that. It's terrible. None of that from Antonio Pierce. And then they got... Wait a second. This compared to Antonio Pierce to Ben Higgins? Because Antonio Pierce went for probably four minutes with not a note in front of him. Didn't ham, didn't haw, didn't have you knows in there. He just spoke about what the opportunity meant, what he expected from the team, and what we could look forward to in the future. And then they opened it up to questions. Maybe the worst media group I've ever seen. Worse than the girl that said you worried about playing in Detroit? About that level. Not one person in the Las Vegas media asked Tom Telesco, who had the final say on Charger decisions? By the way, a team that's $50 million over the cap as you come to a team $50 million under the cap. You worked with John Spanos. Who had the final call on personnel? Not one question to the Raiders about what happens now with Champ Kelly. No, media didn't ask any of that. What was that doing? But the one thing they did say was talk about offensive coordinators. Yeah. They didn't ask, what's the time frame for filling out your staff? A lot of people are hiring coaches. And Antonio Pierce said something that was so spot on. And sadly, it made perfect sense in the moment. And he said, there are people in this league that should play for this team. There are people in this league that can coach for this team. And then there are others who don't get what it means to be a Raider. Yeah. And he should have just looked to his right. Oh, my gosh. And said, this guy. This guy's not a Raider. Dave, he's not. Tom Telesco would have been a perfect hire for the Atlanta Falcons or the Tennessee Titans. Or the Titans has got a GM. I'm just saying, any other team. But there was nothing about anything Tom said. There was nothing in the way Tom presented himself that made you confident that the Raiders made the right decision in bringing him in. And it's incredibly frustrating. According to Mark Davis, <clears throat> he was extremely impressive. Well, what I said to Ed was, Mark Davis continues to try to be his dad. Here's the biggest difference between the two. Al never got nervous when making a decision. Because he made every decision himself. Right. Yeah, Mark's going to check him. Mark's listening to too many people. And there was no pressure had either Ed Dodds, who started with the Raiders, or Champ Kelly, who helped revitalize the Raiders, as rookie GMs, both of those guys had been in the league long enough and had enough track record of success that had they been given the big chair, which, by the way, Champ Kelly had sat in since November the 1st, there wouldn't have been any kind of pressure from the fan base. The fan base would have accepted it and said, let's move forward. And when you look at Tom, yes, success, sure. 
I mean, but I, I thought the guy in the NFL Network the other day who said they were going quarterback anyways. It's just Miami drafted Tua, and Justin Herbert was there. Not like they took a guy who was designed to go in the seventh round and they stole him in the first. They said, well, shit, he's the last yeah. guy left. It was, it was like the Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf deal. Yeah. I, I like Tom a lot. I don't like him with the Raiders at all. All right, so a couple things. The Antonio Pierce thing, he was great. Just like Ron Washington was great when he yes. got the Angels job. Yes. They both hit home runs in their press conferences. I'm with you. I don't want to see notes. I want to see you speak from the heart and tell me what your vision is. You shouldn't have to look down at your notes. Right. They're coming directly from you. What cracked me up about Tom, Tom said, I had to look around to see what was the right situation for me and where I fit in. Dude, how many people were fucking calling you? None. There weren't 32 teams calling and you picked the Raiders. Yeah. They basically said, Tom... You have a goddamn silver tie and a black jacket to wear yeah. at the press conference. Dude, this was the only job he was going to get. If he didn't get this job, I don't know what Tom would be doing. He looked like a guy that felt exactly that way, Dave. And so, yeah, so you, you sit there and you look at this situation. Here's the, here's what I'll say about Tom. Look, I want to see the Raiders obviously do well. I want to see them do well in Las Vegas. I want to see Antonio Pierce do well. There are a lot of guys. I, I really like Max Crosby a lot. Yeah. Guys that work their ass off every single play. But when you look at... Telesco, I think, honestly, his hands were tied with John Spanos. That's what I think would happen today. We've watching John take, getting power taken away from him. was amazing to watch. But Telesco probably is looking at that situation going, why didn't you let me do that job? Now we're going to find out how good he is because they couldn't say enough nice things about him before he got to the Chargers. Sure. He's still a young guy. He's been around winning franchises. The Chargers were a joke. Some of those questions, you're right, should have been asked to Tom Telesco. It's very hard for me to believe that Tom's been a stooge for 11 years. I, I Wouldn't think. you be? No, I mean. For that amount of money? Yeah, I mean, Ed, Ed asked me yesterday. He said, you know, the biggest thing I heard was Tom's ability to get along with John. And I said, well, I'm not going to claim I'm close friends with John. But I had enough dealings with him where John's very personable. John's a very easygoing guy. Now, I don't know what it's like in the draft room, but Jesus Christ, John's not John Butler or other guys that came through there. That he, John's not A.J. Smith. When you're the owner, it's different. Like, you know, it stucks, stops with him. Also, has the title of president. Yeah, president of football operations. Yeah. I got it. But I'm just saying Tom was involved a lot. And when you look at... Uh, 11 years that he's there. And Tom talked about, uh, you know, I'm here to win the division. What? Never fucking once won the division. What are you talking about? You win shit. You won two fucking playoff games. They should have flown your ass in just for the press conference. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> What'd you just say? Stop it. Just admit what happened. You got lucky. You got lucky because Mark and his staff got nervous. And it's very, very disappointing to me to, to see. Now, the one thing I did here. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious to know where your bright spot is. I'm one of those that wants to see if he fails first before I'm going to rip the shit out of that move. I saw May Mike Mayock. Well, Mike Mayock absolutely had to answer to John Gruden. That absolutely was John Gruden. Worst drafts of all time in Raider history. Right. And not saying that Mike Mayock is the next coming of Ron Wolf, 
But when it was probably 80% Gruden, 20% Mayock, I, I don't know what more Mike could have done. But the one thing I did hear today, and I've heard a lot, is that Champ, the knock, why Champ Kelly may have talked himself out of the job was that more and more people are saying that Champ Kelly was saying, we're going to go with Aiden O'Connell as no the way, quarterback. No really? That's, that's what's... Oh, that's sad. And holy cow. Yeah, AOC's I mean, not the guy. AOC's not the guy. And if, if, if Champ was saying that, then I'm sorry. Now, apparently he's still in the building. Yeah. And he may stay. I mean, I did say to Grainy, Dave, let me know if you agree. I said if there was anybody that was going to reach out and try to make you comfortable, make you feel appreciated, make yeah. you feel wanted during an incredibly disappointing time, uh, it would be Tom Telesco in a phone call to Champ Kelly. I would think he, I would think Tom would reach out and say, "We would like you to stay. I, I value you, and I, I'd like to have you here." Would be my assumption. They said Champ was at the press conference today. Not like Champ ran drafts, or, yeah. but he, he made a few moves that helped the defense. Uh, they're bringing Cliff Kingsbury in for an interview, which is interesting. Dude, I like that. And I hope they, if they want him, I hope they offer him a deal really soon because he's interviewing with a lot of teams. Yeah. He's one of those guys that falls up. Zach Robinson. And then, uh, but I mean, they're talking about Kellen Moore. Please. Enough. See, that's the weird one. I want to see what the Chargers do there because they were blocking Kellen Moore's interviews with every other team. Do the Chargers plan on keeping them or is Jim going to say, well, hey, that was nice. There's the door. Well, and that's the other thing, Dave. After the Raiders, we find out that it got done. Yeah. Kudos to the Chargers, man. Absolutely kudos to the Chargers. Jim Harbaugh, I think you would agree, the number one guy. By far. The number one guy on the market yep. and all of a sudden with one swift move, the chargers become not only relevant in Los Angeles, but relevant in the league. Agree. And I have no problem at all as a Raider fan telling them, Hey, you guys have been needing the balls a lot for hires you've made. But like I said to Ed, when they hired Mike McCoy, Mike McCoy was a hot candidate the way Ben Johnson's a hot candidate. Anthony Lynn was a hot candidate. I, I believe, I wasn't really watching as closely, but I believe uh, Staley was a hot candidate too. They've always kind of gone with the new guy. Yes, hasn't worked out. Right. So today to go and get Harbaugh? They, uh, they had to, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they straight out had to get somebody that had experience. A guy that's won 70% of his games in the NFL is unheard of. The guy that went to the conference championship three out of four years, right? I mean, again, guy at USD won a Pioneer League championship. He won at Stanford. Remember Pete Carroll? What's your deal? Remember yeah. that shit? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when well, he got into it with the Detroit coach? He threw the shoulder at him. Yep. That was great. I, he he brings something. You're right. He they become relevant in the NFL all of a sudden, where he was the number one candidate. Now it's it's interesting to see the buyout. You know what the buyout was for Michigan? No. What would you guess the number? I'll give you, I'll tell you what. First, I'll tell you, Washington's buyout for Alabama had to pay Washington $12 million. $12 million, right? Yeah. Michigan, I have a feeling that I saw that it was insanely low, insanely for, this, low. for this year. Like, maybe under $3 million? million and a half. 
million and a what half. Just but like I got it, it in my pocket. But didn't it take a crazy jump in 25? Yeah, it, but it, that's it. A million and a half. Like, there's nothing there. No, what's, yeah. what's interesting is, just because I'm a college football fan, now Michigan's, their portal opens up. Just yeah. like Alabama. Yeah. Now, if Michigan steals LSU's coach, they bring Kelly over. Now, all of a sudden, their portal opens up, too. So, I mean, you're going to see players switching all over the fucking but place. I thought uh, Michigan's just going to promote the offensive that's the coordinator. Talk. That's the talk. Sharon is is the person's yeah. name. That, that, their talk is it's to him. But got a chance to get I mean, Kelly from LSU. That's big time because they're a big time recruiter. Yeah, defending national champions, and, and, right? And so, it, it, anyway, it's, it's interesting the way that game works. But going back to Harbaugh, no joke, this is the best decision the Spanish family has ever made. Ever. I, I said it on social media exactly what I said the other night. Today, the national, or the national, national has been gone 40 years. The athletic put out a list, Dave, of the remaining free agents yeah. that are available in baseball. And and you'll understand my point in a second. When you start when you look at starting pitching, Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, they're not coming here. Kershaw's going back to the Dodgers. Dodgers. Mike Clevenger, Hinjun Rue, and Mike Lorenzen. Then you go down and you scroll down, relief pitchers, nobody left. Up the middle position players, Cody Bellinger, Tim Anderson, Whit Merrifield, right? Yeah. You start looking at corner, right-handed power bats. You don't need any more of that. But no. if you did, Solaire, J.D. Martinez, Justin Turner, Reese Hoskins off the board. Uh, still available, Matt Chapman, Brandon Belt, Tommy Pham, right? I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing there. And what I said today on social media was a follow-up of what you and I talked about the other night. You, met, you didn't mention Profar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as the Padres try to figure out what exactly it is that they're going to do for 2024, it would not have mattered today. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered today. It wouldn't have mattered tomorrow. And quite honestly, it wouldn't have mattered the entire season. You're exactly right. Because Jim Harbaugh would have been coming here. And for all the Charger fans that would have been incredibly frustrated after what Staley had done and the disappointment of what we saw in 2023, holy cow, the Chargers would be the toast of the coast. Yep. And the excitement level that we would feel from the border to Oceanside, would have been off the charts. Couldn't agree more. The excitement. And Jim, as a guy that played here, lived in Coronado, coached at USD, coming back here, would have hit the ground running. And we would have liked the fact that we finally had a coach that was going to push back because he had the power given to him. Yep. That he was going to push back a little bit against John and Dean. Yes. Right, He wasn't going to have to do what Norv and Mike Riley and so many others before them and around exactly them right. have had to do. And for today and tomorrow and all the way through spring training, basically until opening night. You're right. Which somebody pointed out uh, first Sunday night or second Monday night, depending on how far the Ravens go. It's absolutely going to be the Ravens and the Chargers. <laughs> they match up on the schedule. Um, the idea of looking at it and thinking about Jim Harbaugh and Justin Herbert, man, Dave, people would be talking Don Coriel, Dan Fouts. Dude. And we don't have any of that shit <laughs> because this one horse 
fucking town and the arrogance yeah. of the hotel owners, the the incompetence of guys like Kevin Faulkner and why Sully puts his dumb shit on the air. You should put that guy in the air and go, dude, what were you doing? What? How much money have you cost this city in advertising and sure. revenue and TOT by allowing that team to leave? True. And, and you know what? When we had Kevin Falk around, we used to tell him all the time. And he used to say, nobody wants to be the mayor of this city when the NFL team leaves. And he let it happen. I mean, yeah. it was his plan to let it happen all along. So <laughs> looking at uh, looking at the Chargers, you're 100% right. OTAs we would have been more excited about than the Dodgers playing the Padres draft, at Petco Park. Everything. Free agency. The city misses out. They aren't going to ever get it back. Not in our lifetime where there ever, ever no. be an NFL team. And I'm not going to get into why they move because I hate that conversation. And so do you. Yep. But I will say this to anyone who says, oh, there's going to get an NFL team here. You'll see. They no. will not. And the reason they will not, they literally would have to build the stadium first and then petition the NFL to say, we have a stadium. There's no way taxpayers are going to approve a $7 billion stadium. And, we and then they might not get a team. We don't have a mover and shaker in this town not to make it happen. There is nobody here that has the money or the vision to make it happen. We are and will always be Mayberry by the Beach. I'll give you an example. Salt Lake City, Utah. Ryan Smith is the owner of the Utah Jazz. Ryan Smith, I don't know how many people were paying attention today, but Ryan Smith put out a press release stating that the Smith Entertainment Group, which he's the number one guy in, has approached the NHL about an expansion team. Yes. And we've told you for two years because you had guys like Coach Quintera and Ben Higgins and others that were reckless and just floating the idea of an NHL expansion team when neither one of those guys had done any research, had not looked into it, and allowed themselves to go on and say into a live microphone, the NHL could come to San Diego, which is absolutely false. False. Absolutely false. Proven today, read anywhere. Because we don't have anybody like Ryan Smith in this town that went out and said, we've talked to the NHL. We want an expansion team. We don't want the Arizona Coyotes. We want an expansion team. We want what Seattle got. Right. And then what was written was cities that the NHL is currently looking at. And they talked about three. Utah, which we've talked about. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, yeah. Houston, which makes perfect sense. Well, I mean, Houston is... It a, does make sense. It, dude, if Nashville, it worked in Nashville, it can work in Houston. Right. Houston's a great sports city. Yes. And especially right now, with the Texans being relevant again, Astros have been t- tough. And, and I'm telling you, they'd love to get in there. Would Dallas have another in-state rivalry? And Quebec City. Yes. No mention of San Diego. Really? Nobody Shocked. A week from tonight... I'll tell you what, Dave. I'll make you this promise. What happened to our hero, Joe Sy? Yeah. With the with the Nets? They're moving here? Yes. A week from tonight, I'll be in an event at the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's the 35th anniversary of Upper Deck. And I think we have somewhere near 100 guests coming from everywhere. Okay. The biggest influence guys in the NHL are coming out. We're going to be at the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's All-Star Week, and we're celebrating our anniversary. 
And I just have the opportunity to just hang out. Yes. The one thing I don't do at those things is drink. Because as an employee, I would just recommend if you're ever at a staff party. Yeah. Man, drink anything but alcohol because people notice everything. But Dave, I'll tell you this. Because unlike Ben or unlike Coach, I'll actually be with some of the biggest people in the NHL. And I will just say, as a guy who loves this game and lives San Diego, could you ever see our city getting an expansion team or seeing the Coyotes? I can tell you right now what the answer is going to be, but I'll wait till I get back. Okay. And I'll tell you what they tell me very candidly at this thing. Okay. But it's not going to happen. And no. the NFL is not going to happen. And again, I'm not kicking John when he's down. But John would say, oh, well, they can just build the expansion onto Snapdragon. Who, who, what? Yes, come on. Stop it. It's ridiculous. Knock it off. Knock it off. You ever talk to someone in another city about San Diego, about how they don't build things? Like I was talking to someone from Chicago tonight. Okay. And he could not understand how the Chargers aren't here. <laughs> and and then I try to explain the 42% vote and everything else. And I go, no, they aren't here. And they just don't build things here. And they it blew their mind. And most people in other cities do not understand. How can that be? Yeah. We have one runway. Like this forever. Dave. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been never like this changed. Forever. It's literally never changed. They're not going to finish the airport till 2030. Well, that, yeah. But, but I mean, it's, when's the last time you went to that? You're going to the airport next week. Yeah. Dude, I had to drop Josh off the other day. I'm like, this is fucking insane. It's a disaster. It's, <laughs> it's an absolute disaster. And it's it made crazy. no sense at all. And I always point this out. I go, Minnesota built an entire football stadium in the snow yeah. in like a year and a half. The, <laughs> like, the Minneapolis airport, which I'm not flying through. I go from I go from here to Detroit. Yeah. Detroit's a pretty cool airport. Detroit to Toronto. And then I come home and I go through Salt Lake City. But Having gone through the Minneapolis airport a couple of months ago, and I hadn't been in there in a long time, like the Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport is has a goddamn mall that they built. Yes. It wasn't there 20 years ago. It's in the airport. Yeah. But they also have numerous runways so planes can come in and planes can take off. The way it's supposed to be? Yeah. And they don't have this ridiculous 11 p.m. curfew because all the bitches that moved to Point Loma can't handle a little noise. Well, don't move by the airport. It's like me moving next door to the raceway in Indianapolis and being yeah. like, I, hello, I'd like to have my Memorial Day to myself. <laughs> well, don't move there. Dickless. <laughs> What's the last time you called someone dickless? <laughs> I was just trying to think. Like, what's the name we used? In the 80s? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Fred Ward in Secret Admirer with our favorite actor, C. Tommy Howell. Hey, listen, handjob. You get my daughter back here. <laughs> Anybody's ever watched Secret Admirer? Fred Ward's so good in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> you used to say it to Costa all the time. Maybe laugh yeah. every day. But Costa's good. There's no coming back from that. What am I supposed nothing. to do? There's nothing. Um, 
I'm just telling you, it it would have been so exciting. And I know a lot of you are still Charger fans. Uh, how you elect to do that is beyond me. Yes. Uh, when the Clippers left, I was done with them. When the Stars left Minneapolis, I was done with them. But whatever. Do your thing. If that's your team, that's your team. And I know you're excited today. Yes. And it's been tough, man. It's been, I don't know that you've had many good days since they left. True. Today's a good day for that team. It is. It's a really good day for that team. As I said before, I think it's the, the honestly the best move Dean's ever made. So well, Who do they uh, hire as GM, Dave? I don't even think it matters. I, whoever the GM is, he's going to answer to Is it Jim. just going to be John? It could be. I don't think John would do it because it would put him basically, you know, front page as far as you're the guy. And it's been, he's been the guy. He was the Quentin Johnson guy. He was the Tillery guy. He was the guy for a while making bad decisions. Why don't they go get Ed Dodds? And so, who worked with Harbaugh and was the assistant GM in Indy, <laughs> finalist for the Raiders, highly yeah. regarded around the league, really bright, yeah. talented guy. Like, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what they what they end up doing. I mean, it sounds like I mean Jim's bringing it, his son Jay in. He's bringing in you know his guys. Yeah, I didn't realize Jim's son Jay went to Saints over here in San Diego. Really? Yeah. By the way, it's worth looking up his wife on uh, Instagram. Okay. And so, so, uh, but for Jim Harbaugh, man, that's, it, it's interesting to see how it goes. And Michigan can say whatever they want. I know it look, sounds bad to say you lost your coach. They say there's some major shit going down in Michigan. The NCAA is not looking the other way. Yeah. You know, like they might turn it into 2017 Astros. I will say this. Today's a good day for the Chargers. No doubt about it. But man, Jim has a short shelf life everywhere he goes. Yep. I don't think he's 60 years old. I would tell you as a Charger fan, I wouldn't expect a Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll type run where he's here for 15 years or longer. He'd probably be here for a good five years. He signed a five-year contract. Yeah. But you know what? You'll take it. Yep. I wonder what the money is. What They, they haven't released the final money for him. Hey, they, they had to do what it took. Yeah. I mean, Sean Payton got 20. So hey. you have to assume he got more than Sean Payton. And they could have easily gone Mike Vrabel. They yep. could have easily gone Belichick, Pete, Carroll, Pete Carroll. Yep. Belichick, like you mentioned. A couple guys like that. Johnson the, from Detroit. Yeah. Which had been the norm. Yep. And and they didn't do it. Nope. They didn't, and they didn't with the, the pressure on, everybody had attached Jim to that job for a long time. Man, they were kind of pinned into a corner. And and Dino took out the checkbook, so had to do it. You know, I mean, we talk about this all the time, and I know people don't want to hear LA talk, but you just mentioned you have Lincoln Riley, you got Sean McVay, you even have Chip Kelly yep. for now until he becomes the OC in Seattle, and then you have you know Harbaugh. You have to sit there and play the game, and you look at the superstars, the LeBrons, the Shohei Otanis. We talk about entertainment dollar all the time. As much as you might be a fan of numerous teams, you can't afford season tickets no. for every single team in LA. And you yep. know what? As I said, Dean became relevant today by making a hire that you know was probably one of those that went against everything they've always been told. And to say, look, we have nothing to show for it as long as we've owned this team. We have nothing. Well, and you never really have had a guy that can sell the team up there. Yeah. I mean, you Philip, man, he, you talk about a, a reluctant warrior. Yes. He's a San Diego guy that was up there doing what he had to do to get paid. Justin Herbert's not really the most vocal guy. Not he just kind of goes about his business. Nothing wrong with that. But you've never really had that out front face of your organization. Dean and John weren't going to do it. Tom yes. wasn't going to do it. 
And now you have that guy uh, the way Rams have the Rams have Sean McVay. Exactly right. They and, do. And and like I said, for the first time in a long time, that, that team's relevant and they deserve credit for going out and getting the deal done. I'm curious to know what happens when Jim looks at some of those uh, game films and he brings in a guy like Joey Bosa and goes, what were you doing here? What yeah. are you doing? I mean, you're taking plays off. You want to be on this team? Because there are guys that now will want to be on that team that will want to stay that were saying, I have a sure. foot out the door. Joey, sure. why, why are you up top in your own private box eating a raisin bran? Why weren't you on the sideline? Yeah. Joey, why you pull yourself out of every big third down? Why are you never on the field? Where he said, there's a fucking door. That's yeah. not the way we play football. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a Michigan guy. You're Ohio State guy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it it is. But, but there's certain guys like Khalil Mack, who I just told you, I thought was going back to the Raiders. I'm not so sure Khalil Mack goes back to the Raiders now. Well, they're going to have to figure out something with the cap. Yes. And well, you, really, you have to just cut a couple guys. You get rid of Mike Williams and Joey Bosa, you're fine. Yeah. You're done. I mean, Joey Bosa is making $36 million next year. And a bunch of these guys, I just read about it with the Vikes, where you can restructure, signing bonus, extend yeah. the deal, and you end up having to pay in 27 and 28 like the Dodgers are going to have to do. You just, But the feeling is, if you keep them all together, yeah, like the Rams. I mean, the Rams are the perfect example. The Rams had no draft choices. They had terrible salary cap restrictions, but nobody cared no. because they won the Super Bowl and they had a guy in less need that knew how to draft talent that matched the scheme that Sean McVay runs. You know, McVay's never had a first-round pick his whole coaching career. He will this year. Yeah, this year. As ne- of now. But, but never has. Been to two Super Bowls. Never never Incredible. even had one first-round pick. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Amazing. And so now, yeah, look, I, I watched the Raiders today. I'm incredibly excited for Antonio Pierce. Yeah. I do want to see, we talked about it the other day, bringing Marvin Lewis in, I like, and, and I do like Tom a lot as a guy, and I am cheering for him. I'm not cheering against him. I just, nothing that I watched out of him today was impressive. Just made me feel confident. He I just hope he's looked great. Man. He just Honest looked so out of place. You can't place. afford to have another GM to shit the bed. Yeah. And no, I'm with you. And so, I mean, as far as scouting goes, Tom would have been scouting all year. He just would yeah. have been scouting for his needs as opposed to the Raiders. But he, he sees every team. I, I think Tom downplayed how much he knows this roster right now. Yeah. But Jerry Tillery is shitting himself. Fuck. This guy already cut me. <laughs> yeah, well, he's about to again. <laughs> and and I don't know. I don't know what they do. But but the quarterback's going to be the thing, right? His first big move is going to be who's the quarterback of the Raiders next year. It, it's not going to be Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell no. can be the guy coming off the bench, but it's not going to be. Aiden O'Connell is uh, Case Keenum. I agree with you. And and if and if anybody wants to trade for him and give him the number one, no. Um. So, but what do they end up doing? Where do they end up going? Um. They, Mark Davis said today, Tom will make the final decisions. Tom will be the point guy in everything they do. I did think when he talked about partnership, yeah, of course. But man, that that building is not Tom's personality. That building no. is AP's personality. 
Yeah, and I think that's what matters right now to the players. You know, the players right now would run through a wall for him. I mean, those, everyone on that roster loves him. I well, mean, to the point guys said I would demand a trade if they say that he's not the guy. The one they thing gave that, the players what they wanted this time. Yeah, the one thing that I was watching is Ed Dodds, he and, uh, and Pierce share an agent. Okay. And like I said, he came up through the Raiders. And if they weren't, there had been talk that Dodds may get it with Champ or, or Dodds would yeah. come in as president of football operations and then uh, Champ would say his GM. God, that's what I was kind of hoping for. But look at, look at Antonio Pierce's last couple of years. It's amazing where he is where he is, though, right? Yeah. I mean, a few years ago, Antonio Pierce's linebackers coach or DC yeah. for Herman Edwards at Arizona State. Yep. Everything goes to shit for legal recruiting. Everyone points to the frick as Antonio Pierce is why Herman Edwards has run out. Yeah. And yet the Raiders give him a job, and now he's the head coach of the Raiders. I mean, and, talk about falling up. Yeah, but uh, when you watched him today, the other thing that I loved is how many alumni were there. Yeah. And Raiders he, always do a better job than anyone else. And, and Tom said that, too. Yeah. But when when Antonio Pierce said, alumni, open door, anytime, come in, be a part of it. Like, sort of things, Dave. It, it's Mike and I were talking about this the other day. People are always taking shots at the Raiders. And maybe, and I don't know, I don't know if this applies to the Cowboys or Packers. You tell me. People are always taking shots at the Raiders. Yeah. I don't really see Raider fans worrying about what the Chiefs fans are doing. They don't. They don't really care what the Charger fans are doing. No, because the Raiders are that team in the division even now. If you ask anyone who's with the Chargers, Chiefs, or Broncos, who's the team you like to beat every single year twice, they would tell you it's the Raiders. Yeah. It means they're still that team in that division. There's a big, dim difference. I mean, yeah, the Raiders have struggled for the last 20 years, but when you look at what the Raiders did before that, they yeah. made everyone's life miserable. Yeah. Everybody hated the fucking Raiders. So while all of you were making fun of me yesterday after Tom got hired, I could take it. <laughs> talking to Erica. Oh, no, she was fine. She was fine. Uh, she was much better than I thought. I think just because she didn't want to say anything to Jinx Harbaugh. Um, so, Dave, this is what I did. I went out and I made purchases okay. yesterday. Okay, What'd you get? First thing I did was I bought two biographies of Al Davis. Okay. Bought them both for any of you that like to read Abe books, A-B-E, American Book Exchange is the best. Two, like, the books are basically brand new, and I bought them each for, like, five bucks. So I was very happy about that. But then the other thing that I sent to Mike was I found this thing online. It's a book about um, the Raiders, and it's about their championship teams, okay. okay? But the book itself is signed by 17 athletes. Raymond Chester, okay, Marcus Allen, Dave Dalby, Lester Hayes, Mike Haynes, Mark Van Egan, Van McElroy, John Vela, Greg Robinson, Bobby Smith, Jim Plunkett, Art Thomas, Ted Kowalik, and then a couple of signatures that the guy didn't know. Okay. 
Paid a hundred bucks for it. Nice. They have a book signed by Marcus Allen, Jim Plunkett, Lester, Mike Haynes, and my yeah. man Van McElroy. There you go. And all of a sudden, a completely shitty day. Got a little sunny in there. It's good. Good deal. Fuck, uh, man. See? Not bad. But the NFL always dominates. Always dominates. Always does a great job. Always does a great job of it. It's so funny. Um, I tell you, for anyone who didn't hear, you and I were talking about this before we went on there, Howard Stern's interview with Stephen A. Smith. So When good. he talks about why the NFL dominates, it, it described it better than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, it, it's exactly right. It's easy when he compares it to the other sports, and it makes all the sense in the world and why the NFL is what the NFL is. I apologize for coughing, by the way, in the microphone. I, fuck. It has not gone away. Yesterday, dude, I, you ever been so sick where you're going, if I fall asleep, I think I might die. Like, you ever feel that <laughs> sick? Like, you're going, well, you've been really sick the yeah. last couple of years. Dude, I'm sitting there yesterday on the couch, and, and you're doing the, I'm doing the move in my head. All right, is it time for the emergency room? I got to go. Uh, I can't yeah, breathe. Worst. Feel like shit. And that dog jumps off the couch and just stares at me, dude, for two straight hours. To go for a walk? No, stares at me like something's wrong with me. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to die. And so I'm thinking, and I'm like, I'm talking to the dog. Am I going to die tonight? And yeah, then is I'm, this it? I'm, I turned into David Berkowitz. Like, to have full conversation with the dog. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting here doing this. Am I going to be all right? I feel better today, but, man, I'm coughing into this mic, trying to bring my mic down. But, fuck, man, I know it's it's miserable for people listening tonight. Well, get it together. I'm doing the best I can. Doing, uh, doing the best I can. I, I did mention I leave Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm out for a week. Are we going Sunday after the games? Um. Yeah. Just got to give me a little time. I got to knock out that Bolt City show. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And we'll do it. We'll do it. I had to do a Bolt City show tonight just because exciting. of the Harbaugh move. Everyone is super excited. Yeah, they should be though. Yeah. Fun day, man. Fun day across the board. Absolutely. So now I did uh, call this in October. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um. Does Belichick go to Atlanta? It's funny, man. And to me, that's the move. But then at the same time, you're hearing that he's fallen out of favor with the Falcons all of a sudden. Wow. Like what fell off his resume? Yeah. What? Yeah. You know? Exactly. I mean, dude, you were a head coach for six Super Bowl championships and you were an assistant coach for two of them. Two oh more. Oh, my God. So you have eight Super Bowl rings. Yeah. And yet you aren't the guy that's qualified for a team that's never won? Yeah. Well, exactly. If you're Arthur Blank, what are you, what are you thinking here? You got to go with him. Dude, and look, Atlanta's a shitty sports city. I mean, dude, the oh. Falcons don't draw. The Braves don't draw. The Hawks definitely don't draw. They've lost two NHL teams. I think I have to go to Atlanta, though. All right. All right. I have to go to Atlanta because our friend Becca. Yeah. Keeps sending me. She's like, come down and hang out. And she's got all of these friends. Yeah. Well. Dave, every one of them is off the charts. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. You blew it, dude, on that. Oh, I'll, Becca? I'll, I know. I tell you 100%. The girls I met that you knew, that's the one that got away. She's the one, right? You, you blew it. Number one. And she's married now, right? Yeah, you she's married. But, I know. <laughs> but, you drop a butt. Yeah. But she's got, oh my gosh, all these friends. So I think what I'm going to do, listen to this plan. Okay, go ahead. This is what I told her. I'm just going to fly down on like a Thursday night. Yeah. And be down there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Go to a Braves game one day while I'm down yeah, there, right? Not? What else do you do in Atlanta? I've already done the CNN Strip tour. Clubs, like you always do. I know, but I'm with... <laughs> I, You and I were in this... Last time I was in a strip club was with you. That was 20-something years ago. In Vegas, 2004. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think in Alan Horton, but yeah. Um, 
But then just go hang out. She's got like half a dozen of these chicks. Yeah, Southern Bells. Oh, they all have that Southern accent. Yeah, make a sweet tea. I can't stand sweet tea. But God, they're all, oh my God. Don't tell anybody that, that you can't stand sweet tea. And she sends me all these pictures, and I'm like, oh, who that? (laughs) And I'm like, and they're, oh, look at her too, Dave. Look at our friend Beck. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. I made my statement. I I thought you should have taken a chance. Oh, I know. During that Titans uh, Ram Super Bowl. God damn it. What was they doing going to that game? Idiot. Idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. But yeah, I think I'm going to go down there. You should. I can do this show remotely. 100%. I could work from Upper Deck remotely. Could I live in Atlanta? Yes. I've yeah. only been there, I think I've been there twice. I liked it. Atlanta's a crazy city. There are like five different downtowns. There's five different downtowns, and every other street is Peach Street. Yeah. Or, or MLK Mar- Boulevard. Yeah, exactly right. It's no drug. It's the hardest city to get around. If you don't live there, you don't know where the fuck you're going. That's absolutely true. Dude, it's awful. awful. And, and one guy I'm not asking for directions, Ray Lewis, too soon. <laughs> I told you when I got lost who I asked for directions. Ray Lewis? No, it was Evander Holyfield. He's heavyweight champ of the world. Oh, my God. That'd be great. I ran into the Omni at like 1 in the morning. Couldn't find my hotel. And he fucking told me where to go. It was bizarre. It's like the most famous guy in Atlanta. He's the guy that helped me out. I'm going to say this, too. Finally, about... And I think you know Nashville better than I do. Yeah. But I, I know Atlanta a little bit. The women there, like here... Yeah. Off the charts. Yes. Gorgeous. However... However, I think they get the edge because they have that Southern hospitality. Well, they, they fool you with that. Is they that have a southern, right? Dude, they're playing chess the entire time. Shit, I'm not and that bright. For it, they're, you're thinking when you meet them, they aren't that bright, but they are. No, I didn't say that. I'm, I do all the time. I'm like, they can't be that bright. Oh, Those no. Southern people are smart as fuck, man. <laughs> no, I'm saying they have that Southern hospitality. They, do. they don't have that narcissistic attitude that we see. Yeah, in bl- this city, a d- lot. Just remember, bless your heart is an insult. Oh, yeah. They don't mean it. They don't mean it. It means you're a dipshit. <laughs> when they say bless your heart, you are a dipshit. What? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the one I heard that I had no idea was you do you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Thanks. And that just meant basically, fuck you. Yeah, exactly right. They think you're an idiot. You fuck off yourself. Yeah. Yep. Well, I was, because I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, you do you. Just make your own decisions. Yeah. Hey, cool. Thanks. Nice to have your support. Wait, what's that mean? Yes. It means uh, you're making a horrible decision and you're going to crash. Good luck with that. Good luck. And don't call me again. <laughs> hey, want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. Look, it's going to be in the seventies, man. The weather's getting better already. We told you it would that great pool that you're thinking of. It can be in your backyard this year. Talk to Alan Taylor, ask about available financing. His number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Well, when I moved to Atlanta, yeah, he's going to have to send a crew because the thing I like down there they get this in Nashville, too. Yeah. They don't have any of those side fences. Everybody's just a neighbor. Now, I that's don't know true. if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But you also have that crazy plot of land behind your house. Yeah. 
They did. Everybody almost has like a quarter acre, right? It's true. Dave, that means for my tailor-made pool, I'm getting the grotto. Of course. I'm getting the slide. And hey, I'm going to get Jane Fonda. I mean, the real Jane Fonda. Well, you probably could. She lived down there? Yes. Come on, batting second after Ted Turner? No problem. <laughs> Even for the old stallion. He could, he could handle that. But I don't know if the rest of you are looking to move. You're going to stay right here in San Diego. And a tailor-made pool would be the perfect addition to your backyard right now. Exactly. A, think about what it's going to do for your property value. Talk to, talk to Brian Curry. Because there are pools, and then there's a tailor-made pool. But the other thing being is that gas price is still going on. It's an election year, man. Tensions high. People, I saw this guy today. He was just at Costco. A lady behind him, not paying attention, clips him twice in the leg with the cart. And oh, this well. guy just yeah. went over saw that. and picked up the cart. And the lady was such a dingbat. If a guy walks out of line after I've just hit him twice, I'm probably keeping an eye on him. Exactly right. But she doesn't. She starts moving her cart up thinking, oh, this is great. And the next thing she knows, she's sprawled out because the guy picked up a shopping cart and threw it at her. Off her face. Off her face. <laughs> Whammo. And down she went. And then the guy just pointed at her. Now, I always hate when they cut those videos off too soon. You want to see the cops come in? No, I want to see what he does next. He's got a cart full of shit. Oh, that's true. He's not, he's not going home. Oh, he's got all those pretzels. <laughs> that's true. He's not going home. The cops are coming. He's going to jail. Does he even get a chance to load up the back of the SUV? <laughs> Can you imagine he just throws the receipt to the guy at the door like it's normal, like everything's good? No, it's not nope. good. She was out. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Well, what I enjoyed, Dave posted it today talking about Mike Costa's first and last day at Costco. <laughs> the came to Mike and Dave Flay with poor Lauren Finney is so awesome. I did like the one, the other one that Mike and Dave play that I love a lot is they, I don't know what you guys do all day. I'm, I'm seriously worried about two guys that I care a lot about as brothers, but I'm kind of fucked up too. I love... When uh, Dave or Mike post a video and it says, win for the bulls. Yes. <laughs> and Yeah, because you're an animal guy like us. I am. And yesterday there was a woman that, that wasn't really at her fighting weight. Yes. Decides she's going to run with the bulls. Decides she's going to run with the bulls. And she gets smoked like Chuck Bednarik laid out Frank Gifford. Yeah. I mean, good God. Who who in her life is there to help her make decisions like this to say, no, come on, stay on this side of the fence. We'll watch everybody else. This is this isn't for you. <laughs> this isn't for you. <laughs> and then uh, but that one you posted today. Yeah. I went on theirs and boy, they had a guy just they were just guys just getting knocked out. But they, they, it's all racial slurs, so I always want to send them to James Royal, but I'm like, I can't retweet that. <laughs> you know what? Here's, sorry, here's the deal. Costa knows I coach high school sports, so I got to yeah. keep mine a little cleaner. Yeah. But he knows he has a huge edge over me because he knows that I, I'm, I'm, I'm handcuffed. Yeah. 
Son of a bitch. But you're right. We, we always, you know, tag Lauren Finney and every one of these. That, I'll tell you this. There, my favorite one that I saw today was there was a woman, African-American woman. Yeah. Probably in her 40s. And she's outside of like a liquor store. There's a white girl about 19. And this white girl looks like complete trash slaps this woman slaps the woman who's in like and turns around has kind of this smug look on her face and before she knows what happens the woman's daughter is in and rains about 78 punches off this girl's head and you just hear the girl and the woman's like, don't you hit my mother. Bam, 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 bam. I mean, it's like old school Ray Mancini combination. Oh, Jesus. And I go, I love that girl. Yeah. She's great. I I mean, Dave and I said it the other time. Man, don't don't fight a girl. No. No. They, they never they, stop. They don't stop. They're not stopping until it's over. And then I watched a guy, the other one, Dave, that I watched, I like these. I like when it's revenge on a guy who either hit the mother or hit the sister. Yeah, I did too. And this guy had hit a dude's sister. Yep. And the brother gets a hold of him and starts smacking him around. And And the sister's like, come on, stop, stop, stop. But you find out the guy getting it had hit this girl. Yep. And next thing you know, the brother executes like the most perfect rear naked choke. And the thug is out cold in a parking spot, snoring. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's, that's satisfying. Good. That's like, it's like the most satisfying minute and a half yeah, video. Yeah, instant justice. Right. Yes. Instant justice. It's the way we used to run things in Cardiff. <laughs> what? Is that right? Yep. No lawyers, no court cases. But I tell you what, a lot of those girls, I wish they I knew their name because they'd all qualify for a celebrity pool. I love You going Jane Fonda, you said, or the celebrity yeah, pool. Yeah, Jane Fonda today. But okay. man, there's there's a lot of them that are pretty pretty sweet. Hey, I want to mention Kyle Fluger as well when it comes to websites. No one does a better job than him. If you have a website that's not working the way it's supposed to, or it should be working a little bit better, you gotta give Kyle a call, man. He's really good at what he does. He knows this this situation better than anybody. Jeff talks about it every single week about buying things online. He did it today. Yep. I did it today too. You did it today. Here's the deal. Kyle Fluger's phone number 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Biggest thing, Dave, is people are trusting you. When they come to their website, they are trusting you that you are keeping their information safe. Yes. And if you have questions or concerns about that, not only can Kyle help you with media and marketing and content, but ask him those questions because, oh, I can't think of anything worse, man, than to have a website and not be paying attention to the security measures that I need to have in place and then have customer or uh, multiple customers get burned. Terrible. That's why Flugs is the best. That's why my friend Catherine Reed found out. Dave and I have found out. Julie Brownman found out. Sean Walchev found out. You can find out as well. 
Give them a call. Check out Mithril Media. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you for that 10% off the initial service. Exactly right. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going January 25th. Okay. January 26th. We're going as I put the glasses on. Oh, okay. That day too. All right, now you're ready. Eddie you, Van I Han- don't even know. You said at the start of the show, I asked the guy, you could give me five bucks to tell you what day, day it is today. 24th. 24th. Okay. Okay. So January 26th are the birthdays we're going to go with. We're so going- for Friday. For Friday. And I did okay. this one on purpose because the first one, I know you're a huge fan. Okay. Eddie Van Halen. There was a very funny, stern conversation today about Eddie Van Halen that they had a fan event in Connecticut. Okay. Uh, huge fan. I'm going to say Eddie Van Halen. Man, oh, man. I got to think about this. Uh, I'm going to say 66. 69. God, that's crazy, yeah, right? I know. That is crazy. That's the guy you always would guess 35 years exactly old. Exactly right. I don't know how many of those songs he wrote. I think he wrote a handful of them. I'll say uh, 100 million. Exactly right. Cool. There you go. Not bad. Next one. No, you're also a huge fan. Ellen DeGeneres. No. <laughs> 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 Uh, 64. 66. 66. Dude, I think she's some money. I'll say 300 million. 370 million. Wow. That's okay. crazy. crazy. How far day. could you drive with her? Dude, not even alcohol. Not a fan. No, not neither. A, never have been. I'd just make her, I'd make her cry for how bad she treated her staff. Yeah, that's why I'm not a fan. But I could do it in a subtle way. Yeah. Like, man, when you look back at everything that you did on that show... The fun things, right? Like where you scared people. Yeah. And, and man, the virtual clips and, and the holiday shows, those got to be incredibly satisfying, right? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's great. And I go, but big picture. Knowing the way the staff who did everything they could yeah. to make your day great, and they went home in shambles and in fear and felt terrible because of the atmosphere that you allowed to be. Yeah. Doesn't that, doesn't that outrank everything else? I, I don't have any clinics. In here. I don't have any clinics in here. I have two nieces that used to go watch your show in person all the time. Yeah. Like their whole kitchen is filled with shit. They, they won from the Ellen That's DeGeneres show. That's pretty cool though. Crazy. I like that. That, that I think's cool. I'm sorry that she treated her staff like it was a sweatshop. No shit. You're right. All right, next one. One of your fa- This is one of your favorites. Okay. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I think I'll see him next week. Good. I'm looking forward to it. This is crazy. I got to think about this. I think... I think he's born... Oh, man. I'm going to say 63. 63 is exactly right. Okay. Um, the crazy thing with him is like endorsements and everything else. I, I, I gotta ask him if I get a chance to see him, which I think I will next week at the all-star game. I gotta ask him to confirm that elevator story at Maple Leaf Gardens. If he confirms it, we'll tell it when we get back. Let's say Dave did was part owner for a while too. I'm going to say $220 million. $250 million. Nice. Not too bad. Love him, man. By the way, I'm just going to point out to the audience, if anyone ever wants to play the game with us, 
Jeff is the worst luck person I know when it comes to fucking the Kings or the Lakers when we do this show. Yeah. I think they've been outscored three to one. Yeah, they were up three to one. Fuck. They're losing four three. Fucking every time. Look at Pierre Luc Dubois, Dave. Number 80. Just complete. You don't know what he's doing. Eight million a year. Dude, I like I literally I can't watch this shit with you here. It's so frustrating. Makes me crazy. Oh, when it's the Lakers, I know you don't give a shit, but you jinx that team too. I oh, and there's a great clip on that site of a kid talking in a Kobe jersey and he's yelling at an older guy and he's gesturing with his hands and everything else and the guy comes over and hits Kobe with a right hand and he's like this white nerdy kid yeah and uh looks like a loser version of Dean the Machine and the guy just folds over and goes over the chair and he's out cold god so funny I like when the old timers beat up the young kids like I mean they're in their 20s yeah. not like they're 12 but yeah, this I think it's you, Dave. The Kings play pretty well when I'm at home. Well, dude, it's not me. I'm here I and think it's all the you. time. Come on, get and your shit they together. They can't even score one goal in a shootout. That's I how know, bad they are. San Jose. Dude, against Detroit, they sucked in the shootout. Oh, God, everything's awful in Detroit, too. Fuck. It's a fucking team. Especially the locals. <laughs> Last one. Okay. This one's surprising to me. A couple things. I looked him up afterwards. Bob Euchre. Oh, dude. I think Uke is, I think Uke's 87. 90. 90. 90. And I'll say uh, 40 million. It says $10 million for Uke's. Now, I looked him up because I'm like, all right, this guy's been around a long time. Like Vince Scully's like he hung around yeah. a long time. But Uke, are, uh, man, he's lost two kids already. His four, he had four kids. Two of them Aww. died. One of them died of ALS recently. Dude, go watch Norm McDonald. Tell stories about yeah, going to awesome. visit Euchre in the booth. Awesome. And Bob, Bob was, I think, I, I never really dealt with him at, like, we talked to everybody. I don't ever remember talking to, <laughs> to Bob. God damn you, Dave Fowler. Jeez, dude, 5'3 now? What the <laughs> fuck, man? Dude, I mean, it's insane. Look at, I love when the coach just looks at the yeah. scoreboard and the goalie looks at the highlights. Like, dude, nothing's going to change, you asshole. Dude, there was a point in this game when you were they talking. They were three to one. Well, there was a point in this game where the Kings goalie went with a stick to stop the puck. Yeah. And it flew right out of his hand 20 feet away. Now he's just stuck with nothing. Dude, with Todd McClellan coaching this team and with Rob Blake as the GM, it's very familiar to me, the feeling that I had with Josh McDaniels coaching the Raiders. It, it's they, they play timid in these situations. I don't know if you saw the clip the other day. Patrick Waugh took over as I coach saw. of the Islanders. And the first practice was just laying into the team. Like, it was pretty wild. I just, I don't think anything's going to change for the Kings, but it's insanely frustrating to see what they're doing, especially tonight exactly against a below-average Sabres team. My friend Steve, he's from Buffalo, below-average in everything he does, <laughs> and uh, except for podcasts that he listens to. So he'll hear this, and I'll get a text message. But he knows the truth. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay. Written by Josh. Are you easy to be friends with? Uh, it's a good question. Yeah, I think so. I'm genuinely interested in people. I like them. And, and I think, Dave, I think the other thing had been because of my friend Erica Lee and a handful of other reasons, Joe Carlo gets a lot for this too. Uh, I'm in a better place than I've probably been 
Like, I don't know during the radio days that I wanted to know anybody. Get out no, of here. No, you didn't. Get out of here. Get lost. Yeah, I think so. Get lost. Get lost. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you used to throw, I don't know if you still do, you threw people away so fast. Well, look. I mean, your phone, it's ridiculous. You have to call me and say, whose phone number is this? Yeah, I had to do it the other day. That's ridiculous. You don't need to cut anybody out. It doesn't take up any space in your phone. Nah, I feel like it does. Fuck. Fuck. It does not. Um, Jesus. But, yeah, I just, I think I am. But, I don't know, what about you? I think I am. I mean, if, if you're friends with me, then that means I value. If uh, if not, I do throw people away. But I, so I'm I think a, you're easier than I am, which surprises people. Yeah, I think I'm. A, I think though, I'm, I'm a one strike person. You don't run into a lot of people at this stage in our lives. I think mm. the people that burn you. I think that happens at a different age. People, you're think not even close to a one strike guy. I am, and so, um, and and so that that's it. Though, if someone fucks me, I'm like, all right, I'll never forget it. You will forget it because. I'm the guy who drops their number out, then I text you, and you're like, oh, that's... Yeah, but I don't dump anyone. I got A.J. Smith's fucking number. I'm not calling A.J. Smith. Text Telesco and ask him what he was I, doing. You know what? F- I'm going to see if I have his number in there. Text him. All right. Funny as shit if I have Telesco's number. You have to. If I have it, I'm going to send him a congratulations text right here. <laughs> I <swear to> God, <laughs> dude. I hate your guts. Dude, you know what's funny about the uh, Tom Bass is in here. Dude, I think he passed away. Tom Flores is in here. Yeah, let's get him. Tom Garfinkel, the president of the Dolphins. Dude, I like Tom. He was cool. Tony Baselli. I can't take Baselli on the radio. He's screaming on the radio. I don't have I don't have Teleska. That's that funny. Show? Yeah, I got Kraz. Got Antonio Pierce. <laughs> I don't have Antonio Pierce. He's never been on the show, has he? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't I don't have him. Hold on. Let me see. We we're just talking about Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Let me see if I have his number. Dude, I fucking do. You do, right? I think I do. Yeah. How about that shit? Dude, he was great. Yeah. That ain't fuck. There you go. He had to change that how many times? Yeah, I know. There's no way that number still works. Jeff and I were just talking about this before the show. We used to have Stephen A. Smith on before he became the Stephen A. Smith kind and of And he was deal. so cool. Like, yeah. he would tell us beforehand, hey, I'm going to kind of come after you a little bit about this or that. Or we'd kind of give him an idea of where yeah. we were going. And But he was always... The thing I always appreciated about him, Dave, was he he always wanted to make sure we were cool with it. Like if he yeah. was not combative, because it was always fun, but but kind of going back and forth. He just wanted to make sure like we were cool. We were like, fuck yeah, dude, go for it. And we he was on and the herd was on all the time yeah. on that show. Like on those tapes somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Herd joined us every week. Herd every would, Friday. Yeah, every Friday he'd be like, I'm gonna be on my back porch drinking and smoking a cigar. And smoking a cigar and just call me because it was the herd into us. Yeah. He was our leading. So we'd have to give him a couple hours and he'd go home. And fuck, he, dude, he was great too. Nobody knew who the fuck the herd was. He just replaced Tony Kornheiser. Exactly right. Yeah. Those are funny shows, man. That was fun. Exactly right. Who was the guy that did the sports updates during Tony Kornheiser's show? Do you remember that guy? Um, Dan Davis, the Duke? There was a Duke. Duke was the one that got suspended for that line on Martin Luther King Day. Do you remember that shit? Oh, no. Yeah, it was... Uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to say the line. You tell me if you would have suspended him. Okay. It was... Uh, it was Marie... Oh, not Maurice Lucas. Who was the, the, the coach of the Cavs? He was a basketball player, had a drug problem. John Lucas. John Lucas. And John Lucas got fired on Martin Luther King Day. And he said, John Lucas dismissed his head coach of the Cleveland Cavs and happy Martin Luther King Day to you, John Lucas. And then they suspended him for two weeks. Uh, for, yeah. for two weeks? Two weeks he got the Duke. 
Duke has to be dead now, right? Yeah, he's got to be long gone. <laughs> you have to say it like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> long gone. Nobody probably passed. Fuck. <laughs> that guy has to be long gone. <laughs> We say so much stupid shit, dude. I know, dude. Jesus it took Cole. me like, I, I'm so thankful Lori Burtman and Dan yeah. got your stupid line about second responders. It struck me driving home. I'm like, I hope you get a fucking ticket every day for the next two weeks. It's so stupid and so funny. <laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah. Uh, That's it. All right. Next question on here. Okay. Uh, would you rather live on a nice boat in San Diego or a Ooh. mansion in Nebraska? <laughs> I, oh man, I think I could do the boat. I couldn't do the boat. I know I couldn't. Every time I'm on a boat, I always think I can't wait to get the fuck off here. I, I just can't do the boat that long. I was just watching a thing. I told you all, I watch all these different things on YouTube and there was a great one of these guys that live on boats yeah. in like uh, Cape Cod yeah. during the winter. And they were showing how they have to go out and, and shovel the deck. I'm always fascinated. Like, what do these guys do? Like, how do they make money? Yeah. And where's the kitchen? Like, what do you do for food? And, but they were saying, this guy was saying that it's, it's a community of like 25. Yeah. And on Friday nights, they go up and they have drinks at the local hotel and the hotel gives them the run of the pool and the hot tub. Really? And, but it's a pretty tight area. So you're saying it's a nice boat, right? Yeah, it's a real nice boat in San Diego or a mansion in Nebraska. I, I'll take the boat. I think I take the mansion. You know what? And, and I'll tell you this too. I would, I would really, really want to learn how to drive that thing. Oh yeah. And I think driving the boat would be fine. So you have to park it and slip. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Dave. Where you got to... Are you trying to back that fucker in? Have you ever had that? We with somebody and they was get off the boat. Fucking make sure it doesn't hit the sides. And you're all pushing back and forth with your feet. Yeah. Fuck. God, I'm, I'm so blind. Can't see anything. <laughs> I told you that guy... I can't that, park my truck, dude, in the Vons parking lot. I'm the worst. I always park when like 50 spots away. And I'm still off center. Dude, I've had that fucking truck for a few years and I still can't park it. I don't know what the fuck. I'm, I'm the worst at parking that fucking truck. You know what it is? I figured it out. Huh. And when I tell you this, you're going to feel better about yourself. Okay. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, it's close enough. And oh, then you look at it. Sometimes you get out and you're like, oh, that's pretty embarrassing. And you almost got to get back in and at least make it somewhat acceptable. And yeah. it's terrible when it's like one o'clock in July. Yeah. Like you can't blame it on rain or a Marine layer. You're like, I, just, I don't even know what I was doing there. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And my kids are always like, what happened? Like, ah, fuck it. Let's go. We got to get into target. <laughs> yeah. Dave, it's just, you just don't give a fuck. That's true. That's yeah, a good don't point. Don't worry about it. Don't beat yourself up. Uh, thanks. All right, next question. What is the right age to give a kid a phone? Oh, that's funny. It, it's really funny. I would say, I wouldn't have thought this a long time ago, but in hindsight, I think it's okay. 
I'll say uh, 12 to 13. 12 to 13. So that would put them in sixth or seventh grade, right? Yeah. Sixth, seventh, or eighth grade, depending on what you do. Yeah. I mean, their phone has limited data. Yeah. They're on that Mint Mobile. Okay. I think it's all right. Um, They have limited data, but it's the ability to just know they're okay. Yeah. And when rain happens or whatever, and just it's one of those things where it's like, look, man, if I call you and you kick me to voicemail, I'm going to kick your phone onto the top shelf of my storage unit. You won't see it for three weeks. And and it's like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm really lucky. Jack and Kate have never been an issue. But Good. getting one for them at 13, I just thought, oh, they're going to lose it. It's going to do anything else. And in hindsight, I'm really glad we did. Good. What about for you? What age? I would say eight. I'll be honest with you, eight. Really? Yeah. If they're walking home by themselves from school. I get that. That's I'd want, I want them to have a phone. Yeah. You know, I yeah, get them that taser ring. You know, that one I bought. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, this fucking guy, who was Somebody this? wrote to me. I did send it back well, to him. Well, it's because they sent it to me. Oh. Hey, what's the link? I go, how the fuck do yeah, I know? I just took a picture of it. I don't have I don't have a link to it. Okay. Yeah. If you have questions for Dave, here's a fun game. Text but, Dave. But I don't I don't do a good job of checking the text message or the Twitter part where it says Oh, it was my friend Eddie. Eddie's oh, a good dude. Okay. I no, love Eddie. The I ones that say else. like I always get at the top, which I had no idea even existed. The message requests of people you may know. Oh yeah. So I never go over there. Because I was it's always a bunch of people sending me porn that I don't know. Oh, that yeah. And so I just I never that. I never clicked over there. I clicked over and someone was asking me the same thing. What's that name of that taser ring? Yeah. No, it was Eddie. Eddie, who I saw at the at Comic Con. Yeah. Right before I went to the hospital. God damn it, Eddie. Jinxing me, you son of a gun. Uh uh okay yeah that's good yeah it's a bunch of people trying to sell me shit yeah you don't need that and then it always says a suspicious content hidden <laughs> don't open that yeah i got a million of those yeah what the fuck yeah don't open that because you subscribe to all those death videos is that why yeah probably is all those things running out of taiwan or some third world country some guys just right now using your credit card yeah Ordering 10,000 minutes of Zoom calls. I got some guy here named Dan Cisco who says, hey, can I come on your show and talk about my new book? What's his new book? Didn't even open it. Just closed it right now as you were saying that question. Hang on. Let's look up Dan Cisco book. Because everybody wants to know. How are we spelling that last name? Um, Let me go back. S-I-S-C-O? Yes, that's it. It's probably, let's see. Dan Cisco, a.k.a. the California sports guy. There you go. I just gave you a plug, Dan. All right, Dan. Uh, breath on stone. Yeah. Well, hey, Dan, if I can't immediately find it, we're going to wish you the best. Okay. <laughs> Bless your heart. Okay. Lisa, my British friend, it says on here with a question mark, wants to talk. Yeah. Okay. Don't do that. Don't click on that one. Don't click on that one. You'll be in big trouble. Oh, my gosh. All right, here we go. Okay. You, this is funny. This question's written because you sent me this weeks ago. Would yeah. you rather your team as an elite coach or, or an elite GM? Um. Well, I, I think ultimately it's got to be the elite coach. I agree with you. And... And I do. I just, it's kind of a weird situation because Dave and I got along with A.J. Smith. Not a lot of people did. Yeah, we did. 
We got along with him fine. And then Tom came in, and Tom was such a personality change, but is genuinely a really, really good person. Um, so I do hope he does a great job, and I think he'll be extra motivated. To stick it to the Chargers. Yeah. And, and I think, but I, I just don't know that he has the energy to match Antonio Pierce. I just don't know that he does. And Antonio Pierce is exactly what that team needs. So, How old do you think Tom is? 46? No, he's like 51. Is he really? Yeah, I thought he was older for some reason. He went younger. I thought he was older. No. Um, so I, I'll take, yeah, I'll take the good coach. Okay, but I would too. But I'm hoping, as they pointed out over and over again, I hope those years of experience of looking, I just, dude, the the free agents that have been signed, yeah, some missed draft picks, over-the-cap space, like decisions that have been made that he was a part of, they've not really been... You're, give your entire payroll to J.C. Jackson, who sucked? Yeah. Yep. And and so that's tough, but I'll, I'll take a good coach. I'm with you on that one. All right, last question is, what do you think San Diego will be like in 30 years? I think it'll be even worse than it is today. I think we are progressively going backwards while everybody else is going forwards. And I think the the death of Peter Seidler um, has started that, unfortunately. He was a guy with a vision and an energy that we desperately needed. And... In the short time that he's been gone, and whether it's just these few months or the next few years, I I don't see anybody coming in to fill that role. Yeah, and I just think we are we are a city that is very comfortable with letting somebody else do it, and as long as we're comfortable with letting somebody else do it, and you can define what it is. Uh, we're never going to get anywhere. I think the airport will continue to be a joke, although they'll probably build 20 more levels. The Terminal 1 and Terminal 2 will be five levels, but will always be one runway. I I think the Padres will be a team that you'll see much more towards the, the Ethan Salas, right? Jackson Merrill. In 30 guy. years, those guys will be gone. No, but I'm saying you'll that team will be much more about those guys than it would be about the Juan Sotos or yeah. the free agents. And and I don't know, there's an argument to be made, good or bad for either one of those. But we're still gonna be a city that is unbelievable. We don't we don't know how good we are. That's the problem. We allowed ourselves to fall into a Napoleon complex. Because we're so close to Los Angeles. If we were closer to a city like Kansas City or Tulsa, Oklahoma, we'd probably be so further advanced in everything we have in this town. But because we're so busy doing everything we can to say we're not them, we're not doing anything to define who we are. It's incredibly sad. Let me ask you this question. In 30 years, Petco Park will be 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. Is there a second Petco Park? Never. Never. Because there'll never be a second Larry Lucchino. Yeah. Never. There will not be. Petco Park will be what it is. 
and and I don't know, but no, it'll it'll always be that. And look, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with any of this. I I don't know because Ron Fowler's not a part of that team anymore either. Nope. And Ron Fowler was a big part of the vision to go in and change the scoreboard and change the sound system and change the look and change the the food with Peter and visionaries, guys that had been here a long time. Ron knew what San Diego was all about. And I, I just, I don't, I, there's nothing that has me optimistic about the future of that team. The fact that Mike Schilt showed up at an Aztec and game. everybody blew him. And his pink jacket. Please. What about the guy behind him with the sweater tied around his neck? What's going on there? <laughs> What's going on, Costa? Costa? Yeah. But no, Dave, I, I think we are, we're progressively going backwards. And there'll be more, more coverage for the Soccers and the Gulls and the Seals. And, and I, I think we'll have a very, very short, very, very, I think the, the SDFC will come in and become a niche thing pretty quickly. Yes. All right, last thing real quick. So the games this weekend, who matches up in the Super Bowl? Oh, boy. Ah, Niners are so good, but I'm, I'm cheering for Dan Campbell. I, I am got, too. I got buddies. I'd love to see Detroit in it. So I'll take Detroit, and then dude, I just, I'm so done. So done with Kansas City. I'm Me so too. done with everybody that's come out of the woodwork to be Kansas City. I think Baltimore and Detroit would be really cool. I love to see that. That's what I'm rooting for as a fan. But if I had to put my house on it, I'm betting 49ers Ravens again. 49ers Ravens. That's it. I like it. 49ers Ravens. They matched up on Christmas Day. Ravens killed them. Yeah. Uh, but man, Purdy, Shanahan, McCaffrey. Yep. So good. A lot of weapons. So, yeah. I uh, can't wait to see them. And then uh, we'll come down here. We'll do one more Sunday night. Good deal.
been making the USA. That guy with the attitude better go away. A five-cent video game put a smile on my face. That stop sign was paralyzed, but I ran it anyway. Soundproof fence and a handyman cussing on TV. What Californian cuts their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky backscreen door. I 